All right, hello and welcome back to the Football Index podcast. We are on episode 59 and today I'm rejoined by a legend, a Football Index veteran and a former Trader of the Month winner. Jay, how you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad. I'll probably only take the, the veteran piece there. Legend, I don't know about that. And Football Index Trader of the Month. Yay, congratulations for buying 65,000 Kante when it was 20p. <laughs> um, but you know what? They gave it to me and won it two months in a row. So yeah, um, good to be back. And thanks for having me again on the pod. Well, it's something to be proud of, at least. Do you miss it? Um, I don't know. You know, like, it was great that you got, like, what was it, 500 quid um, at the time when they were when they were giving it out, obviously, uh, Ross won the first two and didn't realize that they were going to cap it and you know, that was him gone. But I remember I was coming like second and third a lot of the time. So I actually ended up making like a fair amount more than the sort of £1,000 like cap. So, you, you know, if you think about it, if you come first, if you come second, like all 12 months of the year, you're likely to make more than coming first twice. If you see what I mean. So, yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember a time when you and Annie and Ross were all kind of battling for second and third rather than first, which was <laughs> which was funny to watch. It was like, it, it, but it but it showed, isn't it, that a lot of people were saying, oh, they're just buying futures for the, the hell of it. But you guys wanted to come second or third, but you couldn't help but but yeah, that's flip it. It was, like, it was like, no, I can't buy, I can't buy anymore. Oh snap, Lukaku's going to United. Okay, in for one thousand. Damn, I want it. Oh, <laughs> what can you do? You still have to trade um, to the. You have to trade based on the way the index reacts. Sometimes times and forfeiting 500 pounds you know not necessarily a bad thing i'm kind of glad it's over though because it wasn't really <laughs> especially for a lot of people who never really won it um or the smaller accounts it wasn't something that really rewarded trading acumen really just more trading volume and you know you bought 100 you know neymar 15 pounds or you buy 100 um 100 uh, kante at 50p you still get the same number of points so it's like what's going on here yeah, yeah. I wonder if they'll revamp it and create something that's a lot more rewarding for actual trading rather than just buying in bulk, you know? Yeah, maybe in line with a new analytics tool, they might have something in there that may be able to, I don't know, show you sort of percentage ROI over the month or something. Because that, that's ultimately what it might probably, you know, be better. You know, how much has your, has your, have your trades appreciated over the month or something? I don't know. I'll leave it to Mike and his, his crew to, to figure out. It's not my business. Well, Jay, it's, it's funny because um, usually when the market sees a bit of a downturn or uh, we see a little bit of red, people usually ask for uh, people who have been on the platform for a while to come on the podcast. So one of the reasons I thought you'd be a good returner. But before we get into the questions, just wanted to plug a few things as usual. Uh, as you guys know, uh, you can also see my face as well as uh, hearing my voice. If you go over to YouTube, my YouTube channel, Football Index Guide, just check out some of the content there. Um, there's also some written content we do, uh, the Football Index news- newsletter, which is myself, Liam, and um, the Football Index trader. I still don't know how he got that handle. He must have been one of the OGs. Uh, and then you can also hear my voice speaking about football rather than football index, if uh, that's what you prefer, on the State of Play pod. You can search that up on any of your podcast apps or on Twitter at State of Play pod. If you want to collaborate or subscribe to the podcast, hit me up on football.index.guide at gmail.com and subscribe. Share it with your friends. Why not subscribe? Uh, but Jay, as I mentioned, we've got a lot of questions. First one from Jim Johnson. Is the trophy still on your mantelpiece? Yeah, I actually replied to Jim this morning with a with a picture of both of them. Uh, <laughs> actually, so he's uh, it's um, it's on my dining table. So I don't know if it's quite a mantelpiece. There's no there's the the way it looks. It's like a really weird 
Pentagon 3D rubbish something. It's, it's very difficult to put anywhere else other than a flat surface like a table. So it's just here with Trader of the Month. Um, try to use it to plug the index when people sort of come over but it ends up i end up plugging myself and people are like oh wow you must be very good at you know the stock market i'm like yeah yeah you know i don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i don't mind i don't mind yeah i don't mind taking the corners. does that work when you have uh when you have dates over when you have girls over it's oh, like yeah. wow oh, yeah. that's impressive oh yeah of course i mean you know they come over as like oh trader of the month it's like yeah you know i've got i've got a lot of uh, i've got a lot of experience in my locker allow me to invest in you i don't really do that to be honest it kind of stays, <laughs> kind of stays i know what to do with my money yeah, yeah, yeah i definitely know what to do with my money um this oh day 100 pounds nah it's fine i just made that trading last month so don't worry about it just put on the tab you know the usual all um, oh, right well um i mean usually usually this is what seems to be happening nowadays we, we gather up questions from the index community and then football index come out with a big announcement so it happened last week with uh danilo where we had all the questions ready and then suddenly bam out comes the goals and assists dividends announcement, and uh, this week we've got a share split Dude, confirmed. They're clearly trailing you. They're, they're tailing you. I don't know. I don't know what. They, I don't know what they do at HQ Football Index, but I think your acti- your sort of whereabouts must be a big part of it because they're like, okay, it looks like he's about to he's about to go 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 deep. What can we do? What can we do? And the one thing everyone had been waiting for, a lot of people had been suggesting. And next thing, they just bring it out casually on a Friday night in November. You know, you've got Dave and Bob and sort of the rest of the people just getting ready to do their Christmas shopping for the family. And now they've deposited 10 grand into the index. And now no one's getting presents in December. But, you know, well done. It happens, mate. It happens. Yeah. Well done you've got to ex- explain to the missus that um, it's better put in the index, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's well, going to be hard to, to explain. Who wants but... to spend all of this on mince pie? It's just going to make you fat anyway. You might as well. <laughs> She's like, listen, this is good for us in the exactly. long term. I promise. It, it, it's not going to go to zero. This is this is foolproof. And we're going to make our return. And then you can eat all the mince pies you want when we retired at 35. You know, it's, it's, it's yeah, it is what it is. But fair play to them. And they've done it now. So we are. We yeah. So, Jay, before we get into it, why don't you define a share split for us? From my understanding, obviously, I came in um, onto the index when the fir- after the sh- post the first sh- uh, the s- first share split. But basically, the understanding is, you know, it's, it's in the name of it. You split the number of shares you've well you've got based on the price of the player. So basically, you've got Neymar, say for example, who's sixteen pounds and you're eventually going to split his price, say by a factor of four, Neymar automatically then becomes four pounds. But what then happens in addition to that is the number of futures you own in that player would also multiply by the factor. So if you divide divide Neymar's price by four, automatically you multiply the number of futures you have by four. So the idea of it, I think for a lot of people um, who have, or who are probably new to the index, no one's really looking to sort of make his first trade by spending a thousand six hundred pounds on a hundred Neymar, you know, no matter how safe, you know, he might be as an investment. So by introducing a share split, I guess, on the one hand, it enables players like that to be more affordable. Um, and then on the other hand, I think for the real sort of beneficiaries of it is really the guys who have stuck, you know, with with these. I think I know Football Index chat, he's probably had Neymar since before the first share split. So, you know, even if he had, I don't even know, you know, 500 Neymar at the time, when it got split the first time by four, he's got two grand. And say he didn't even buy any, any more since then, it's going to get split by another four if we use four as a 
as a uh, as what they're going to split it by. He's then going to just have eight thousand futures from five hundred. Not even forgetting the capital appreciation and the dividends he's won through that. I mean, it's it's mental. And he's played a blinder, hasn't he? Yeah, we know he's got more than you know two thousand anyway. So I think he tweeted that if it, they divide by four, he'll have eleven thousand two hundred. Thousand Neymar, jeez Louise! You know the funny thing? I still remember a couple of years ago, two thousand and sixteen March. I was in Rome, and I remember that this was obviously before performance buzz came up, and I remember Neymar and Messi had just tanked. Um, I can't remember, they were kind of like around pound fifty or something and they went all the way down to a pound. And I remember thinking, is it worth buying? But I was like, this guy's never going to make media bars. He's happily settled in Barcelona. He's not going to move to Man United because everyone knows anyone who moves to Man United is where the boss was. And I remember like £3 anyway and selling at £2 and thinking, you know, I'd made a binary trade. And now £14 later, I'm just here, sat with my 100 that I bought at £11, wondering what the hell was I thinking. But fair play to those that stuck um, that stuck to it, to be fair. They've done very well and profitably off me. Um, so, so what? So you've kind of alluded to the the pros there uh, for the larger traders who have, have held on to those players for a while. But in a general sense, what what are the pros for the the share split happening? Why do you think Football Index have decided to do this, or they're going to do it in in Q one twenty nineteen? Yeah, the day I was quite surprised that it's something they're looking to introduce very early. But I think it's the same with me. You know, from a if I had come in. Because I, I remember getting Football Index or hearing about Football Index for the first time in February 2016, right? Um, but I didn't join the index or, I mean, deposit money until the Euros. And one thing I remember was coming in and I was looking at, you know, players like Neymar that was on like £12 and, you know, Rooney that was on like £10. And, you know, they were like really expensive. And it, it just, the, the prices did not seem like anything I was willing to sort of put in uh, or drop and with the share split when I came back in June and you know looking at the players like Pogba was at 135 Griezmann was 70p it makes it easier for you to then invest you know obviously in the players at the time so I think it's the same thing that it's going to it's going to do um, this time I don't think a lot of people own the the big the top sort of 10 players like your Canes your Ronaldo's just now and a lot of new trader traders who are not going to be putting so much money in will be discouraged by placing money into them so it makes those players a bit more more um, appealing i think on the other hand as well I'm, i was trying to think if it creates a sort of significant amount of liquidity i'm still not quite sure if it's going to do that because it just means people are going to hold the top players a bit more now i can imagine um but ultimately i think from a pros point of view it's just going to make the top end players much more um realistic in terms of owning futures in them and buying them because i'm sure you know everyone will want to buy neymar because you know one name bars and you know quality of of, of the player he is but no one wants to spend a thousand six hundred on that when he can spend that on you know low level players who are going to score you know two goals a weekend and return potentially more in pb divs and gna divs than media so I think for me, that's probably the main the main pro. I can't really think of anything else really it does other than make the top players more um, pro- more 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 tradable, yeah, right? More tradable. Uh, more yeah. tradable. I think if 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 football index can make it so the top guys have as much liquidity as the guys we're seeing at the moment, who are at, in the current state of the market, the one to four pound forwards who can score or sometimes the, the goalkeepers 
as we saw beforehand, it does mean that we have money that kind of goes from left to right a lot more on the index. And I think that's going to be good for football index as a business. Um, the only con I can think is a potential technical mess up. Yeah, I don't see how they're going to do it for every... I mean, what's, what's where do they stop? Is it the top 200 that they're going to split? Are you going to end up having, you know, Neymar at, you know, £4 and then some guy in the squad who's at £2.40 who's not even... Um, you know who's unknown i don't i don't know how are they going to do it is it going to be uniform across the whole i, I think it's got to be uniform players? across the whole how market right I, I've, otherwise you get into a very complex situation but i think someone raised a point the other day or not the other day just just a minute ago actually they said some players are going to be like nine pence or five pence or whatever and arguably those players are at the bottom for a reason you've got like korean and um saudi arabian players who and may never ever touch performance bars but there are some players who have gone say from you know 30p to to four pounds in in the space of six months and it can happen so i think a lot of people are worrying about things that aren't that don't really need to be worried about if that makes sense i think ultimately until until they introduce the mechanism or how you know details of how this is going to work I think you're right. There's no need worrying about it until until it's done. But there is potentially value, um, especially you look like I can think of last week. Dodi Lukbakio, who played for Fortuna Dusseldorf, scored a scores a hat trick. It was 90p, and it went up to you know 150. You know, with the shares, you're going to have. Yeah, I know. I mean, the index just the index seems to love what I've noticed about the market. The index seems to love any players that score hat tricks. If they score two goals, if they score a goal, they go down, you know, go up 10p and come back down a bit. If they score two, they might go up a wee bit more. But once they score a hat-trick, these players just seem to sort of just fly off the radar. But yeah, you know, with the share split introduction, you're right. You know, you're going to have, you know, former 60p players who are now, say, 15p, who could potentially rise. And I, I, I still don't understand the, me- the mechanics of how that's going to work. Yeah, as you mentioned people shouldn't worry until it happens right i think that the only con i can think of is a potential technical bug or a ledger issue where something goes wrong on the tech side and we are in a kind of one week lull where we have to kind of wait for them to to figure stuff out like when um the buy and sell function was slightly broken if you remember where people weren't being attributed the correct amount of futures people weren't getting the right amount of money in their in their balances which was an actual big problem because it, it, it forced a lot of people to lose confidence in the index to some extent so i'm hoping that they get the 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 right tech people on board that can help them with this if they don't have them already which i think they probably do if they've announced it and they're already kind of in the planning for it and it's you know a lot harder to do now isn't it jay with nearly yeah, two thousand players than it is well, when we yeah, had 200 know they, right you know it's not even it's not even the number of players it's also the number of users you know you can't you can't afford to cock it up with over you know as much as i I envisage we've probably got about is it two hundred thousand users on the platform potentially yeah yeah registered you know yeah it's i'm i'm I'm, i don't know what exactly it's going to look like but i'd imagine they've got you know this new sort of platform they say they've been working on all year which has probably you know pushed other things into the you know made other things you know they've prioritized um focus less on other things for this new system I'm imagining that a lot of that is hinging on the success of that system, how well it tracks, you know, people's futures, people's holdings, you know, even the golden assist dividends recently, you know, they, there was an issue with the payout where it was miscalculated at first and then sorted out, you know, those kind of issues need to be ironed out in my opinion, because you don't want to introduce the share split 
and for a whole you know week everyone's chasing their tails on oh i had a thousand neymar it was meant to increase by a factor of four why do i now have 250 why did it you know why did it divide by a factor of four you know those kind of things can't afford to happen because i think they're really a sort of fork in the road now in my mind where now that they've announced the share split you know a lot hinges on how successfully they deploy it um and i still think q1 is a bit ambitious but we just have to wait and see really um but if they do it well then it should be good news. yeah ambition is good though isn't it like it shows that football index are trying to do these things faster um i think the the thing about digital only businesses is the whole point of you being digital only is that you can roll out new features really quickly right so football index are a business that have an app and a website that is kind of the forefront of their business that's the bit that um that faces the customer if that's all you have you should be able to kind of roll out things faster and, and quicker than uh, William Hill who have loads of um, shops and stuff so if you offer some sort of offer or you have a new game that you release that is available to everyone it means you have to uh, roll it out at every single shop and then online as well but Blenders don't really have that kind of issue and I think this is um, this is an important thing to realize you mentioned just backtracking a bit that football index kind of gone mad for goals I remember in episode 36 we had one of the guys from who got the assists on uh, Tom and he was just starting out and he was at that time and this was way before goals and assists right he was talking about how goal oriented football index is and it's funny to see how football index as we've come to this point have made it even yeah. more so Jay yeah well I think ultimately it was a conversation I was having you know recently you know yes you want to have value in everyone you know you want you want goalkeepers to, to to be as valuable as defenders as midfielders as strikers everyone should sort of you know try to normalize it for everyone but at the end of the day you know we've always rewarded in the football culture you know players who are goal scorers creative players you know defenders keepers don't even you know, hardly win the Ballon d'Or. I mean, this is probably a reach, and maybe I'm 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 being overly obtuse with this particular line of reasoning. But I think with 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 everything, with the bets, with you know, the general sort of football market, those the players that score the goals are usually the ones that are loaded the most. They're usually the most marketable. They're usually the most valuable. And you know, in many ways, football index I feel have followed that particular pattern by introducing the goals and assists dividends. But what I do like um, with what they've also done recently is added that fantasy football element into it in terms of, okay, defenders aren't going to score you 30 goals a season, if not why are they playing in defence? But if they score, you know, they provide a higher payout than potentially a midfielder or a striker. So I think on the balance of it, the way they've introduce the gna dividends you know a lot of people can argue about the 13 day 30 day holding period but ultimately that's just to create liquidity so you don't end up stocking 2000 players uh, 2000 futures of a player that's under one one pound you know for example but the the mechanism about which they've introduced who, who would ever do that jay who would um, ever do that <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's crazy just the number of players i have sub one but you know what sometimes trading the lower end you know once once it happens once it clicks you know there's a lot of money to be made on there i just can't do salas and ronaldo's anymore before you know Ronaldo. yeah one of the one of the few who has a, a massive portfolio but focuses on the yeah, lower end yeah. i just want to backtrack slightly jay before we get into your trading habits which a lot of trade a lot of listeners know about we just want to keep talking about the share split a little bit um i, I want to talk about 
a little thing that's popped up in the football index community at the moment a lot of people are speculating whether or not both dividends will be divided by the same ratio which is quite interesting um i'm kind of of the opinion that they'll do in play dividends and the traditional divs by the same ratio and then if they want to increase one or the other they'll do them in a separate step a lot of people are saying that either you know goals and assists dividends won't be divided or the goals and assists dividends will be divided by a different ratio which i don't think are out of the question i think they're less likely well, what, what your you know i was thinking about this because you know obviously they increased the assist from you know 0.5 you know from 50 well it's not even 50p point well half of half I don't, you know i'm confused yeah half of a pence to one to one half a penny to one half p penny, right yeah. and i was wondering if they did that just for the purpose of you know potentially doing a split but i don't see from a business point of view how it makes sense to increase the number of futures right and not you know, ratio out the dividends accordingly. I don't know if you see what I mean. Imagine if they had still left um, media buzz dividends right at twenty p when before the first share split. You know, you, can you imagine? You know, you had five hundred futures and you were winning. You know, at twenty p whatever that value was. You now have two thousand futures and you're getting twenty p for the for that. I don't know. From a business sense, I don't see how how it works. And yeah, GNA dividends are maybe slightly lower than performance buzz divs, but ultimately it's depending on the number of futures you've got. So I just feel that they have to, whatever they're going to have to do, in my mind, I'm just thinking if I was obviously from a football index um, point of view, I would split the dividends accordingly. Um, so if I multiply the number of futures someone has by three, I'll be dividing dividends by three. How that's going to work in terms of, you know, are you going to be having 0.333333p uh, payouts on a single day? hard to say but in my mind that's how i feel it's going to go uh personally in my opinion but i think everyone's got their thoughts on it are they going to keep gna the same are they going to you know split both one after the other i don't know um but i just think they'll do it yeah i think they'll do it equally personally but i think they will as well i, I can't say for certain though because as you mentioned having 0.25 p per assists it's not it's not bad, but it, it for some reason, on a psychological standpoint, you look at it and you're like, mm, I don't know if that's worth it. Um, and, and same way with 0.5 p per goal. And I just wonder if Football Index will look at that and say, is it worth us, whether it be after the share split or during it, making it seem as though that those... Um, that those assists and goals are worth a bit more just from a psychological standpoint um but again as i just mentioned increasing them to if if they went down to 0.5p and 0.25p respectively and then they increase them to 0.5p or uh 1p and 0.5p essentially doubling them then it would create a, f a far more material value in those um goals and assists players which i think it's, it's funny because in the last episode we talked about how money was going to kind of trickle up the index from people making more profit from goals and assists lower down the um uh lower down the platform more in the squad players and now people are plowing into the top players during due to the share split even though the material value isn't the same um people are, it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy at this point people keep saying oh you know the last time it happened all these players flew up um but in re in reality a share split shouldn't change the value they should stay no. the same no, um so uh, I guess it doesn't. Are we well, seeing... yeah, yeah, Go on, yeah. sorry. No, no, no. I was going to say, 
actually i was going to say something else but you're still effectively right i'm just i was just thinking if they kept the dividends the same it does make them more valuable especially if yeah of course, dividend. of course yeah, you're right um ultimately it doesn't change intrinsically the value of the players compared to what, where they are now um but i think until it comes it's it's going to be very hard to speculate um what's going i mean i think with gna dividends you know when the when the keeper um when the keeper dividends came in i mean the way the keepers sort of flew initially, you know, it was just unbelievable. You know, again, it was like, oh, wow, keepers are more valuable. And I think eventually people eventually thought very quickly that actually, hold on, a keeper cannot win more than 3p uh, per game. He can't, he, can't ha- he can't keep two clean sheets in a game. So how valuable are they really? And as soon as they concede a goal, that's done. And then keepers start to fall off again. And I just have a feeling that in the share split, I think there's a lot of, you know, feeling as to what it's going to look like and maybe just the top players are really going to rise. And you might find out that once they introduce it, you know, you still find out that eventually money might just trickle back down to the medium sort of low players because people realise that PB or performance buzz is and goals and assists is probably much more in favour of, you know, the mid-tier players than the top players, if you see what I mean. Because, you know, you, you, you play, you know, media buzz only comes into effect when you're on your international break, you know effectively um and performance buzz is pretty much the whole of the season you know and you know emiliano sala has you know as equal right to scoring a significant number of goals in the Liga as neymar is you know you know at the end of the season neymar might score you know 32 and you know emiliano might score 18 but he would eventually return you more in dividends and GNA than Neymar based on the price you'd be buying those players at. I don't know if you see what I mean. So you might find out once shares players issued, you know, yes, a lot of the top players are rising, but there might eventually be some sort of, you know, correction and money might eventually still flow out of those players, I feel. You know, especially if you have a, you know, Mo Salas, you know, type player one season, you know, who was like two pounds and was a relative unknown and all of a sudden is killing it this season you know he's getting goals he's getting performance buzz and he's much cheaper than a Neymar who's just winning media buzz five days in a row but only capped at 5p because he's always linked to Real Madrid or Man United and then you find out that actually maybe I don't need to own 5,000 a Neymar and none of Salah maybe I should you know correct my portfolio accordingly so we can speculate but I think until it, it comes out you know we can't really know how the market's going to respond um but there's obviously some people who have a better idea and they might be the ones who might profit from it, you know, so. Yeah, definitely. I think that we've already seen a lot of money go into Neymar, right? Um, and whether whether he hits, you know, whatever before we share split remains to be seen. But people are already speculating and people can make money and lose money off the speculation uh, before we actually see what happens, the actual change and how it's going to work. Because again, we're all assuming it's going to work like the last time. And I did make a YouTube video about what football in, uh, what a share split is and how it worked last time on Football Index and what the effect was then. Um, but it might not be the same. Is this an important step though, Jay, for Football Index for the vision that they have in the future, especially in 2019 with potentially the emergence of order books as well? Yeah, I was, I mean, again, I'm, I'm not one to be able to speculate I, because I don't quite still understand the way order books is going to work. So I've got to watch your video, fair enough. But I, I do wonder um, in terms of the way the share split's been introduced, um, is it, is it football index looking at it as you know part of what they had as their vision, or have they responded to the 
to the needs of the market. I don't know if you see what I mean. Was it is it a leading or a lagging indicator as to what football index wanted to do? You know, with the goals and assist dividends, you can easily see that from their end, they wanted to introduce it um, to the market. You know, it wasn't it wasn't something that was mandated by the market. And I can see why they did that. You know, it creates so much more um, liquidity and lots of commission for for them. On the share split side, I think the on, the only reason I would see them doing this is they want to obviously ramp up their growth, i.e. ramp up the number of users that eventually start to use the platform. And I think obviously they did that with the first share split and that was what happened. It made uh, players, it, it, it made new users more open to the idea of trading on Football Index. Um, and like you said, because it you know opens up liquidity or creates liquidity in the market, it then makes it a more attractive proposition for newcomers. You know, same way when the instant sell was brought on, same way when the order books are going to come in, you know, it's liquidity, it's 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 high volume of trading, it's less of people holding on to, to many players. And, you know, they've got a four-year rule, which is also going to come into effect in 2019 for a lot of people who have held players, you know, since 2015, 2016. So, yeah, I do see all of this sort of all culminating in a potential boom um for the for the company but also um potential money money making opportunities for for new users um i think i'll be more likely to join the index now if neymar was four pounds um as opposed to 16 pounds even though you still got the squad players a lot of people who start off don't really understand you know pb or don't really understand that they need to look at so many you know no, no one's going to know who a look back here is or no one's going to know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you see what I mean. Yeah, so yeah. Most people might go in there and just be like, whoa, where do I even start? But, you know, when they know they can buy their Messi's, their Ronaldo's, you know, their Lukaku's, their Alexis Sanchez's, players they know at, at a price that's reasonable to them, then at least it gives them that foot in the door and then gives them that opportunity to want to know more about the index, where they will then eventually understand more about the performance bars mechanics, the golden assist mechanics. And then they know that, you know, their weekends, you know, over the next six months, they're not going for any weddings or any funerals or anything <laughs> unless the weekend falls in an international break because they're going to be spending their Saturdays and Sundays looking at flash scores and tracking everything <laughs> um, as my life has become. So I think, yeah, you're right. It, it's... I feel that the the market has defined this more than the company, but the company does see the value in doing this because ultimately it's going to make, uh, it's going to bring more users, it's going to increase the volume of sales, it's going to increase liquidity in the market, and ultimately it looks like it could be a win-win on both sides. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. Certainly so. Uh, before we move on to loads of other questions that you uh, you were <laughs> asked, obviously, just wanted to ask you one more thing, Jay. Do you think this is the last share split we'll see on Football Index? Because a lot of people have speculated. Kieran himself, the the, the lead product guy, has talked about um, decimal placed players that he's in favour of. Do you think we'll kind of see that model uh, implemented rather than a share split in the future? Yeah, I, don't, I think, like you said, with the you know psychological effect of you know seeing an assist um, for a player, you know, instead of one p, like zero point three three or whatever you want to say. I think it's the same thing. Decimal players might look like you know to me but sorry actually give me two seconds are we talking about decimal futures so instead of owning a hundred yeah 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 yeah, yeah. all right okay fair enough yeah i don't know how that would look that look really weird to me i just i just don't understand why i'm seeing you know a fraction of a really expensive player on my 
portfolio it, it i don't know uh, but would it would it would it kind of make it feel more like a stock market because you can own point one of a share true, right true true no you're totally right I, I, yeah I, I i just i don't know i just feel i don't know how it's going to look to the majority of the market yeah you know it, it should feel and look like a stock market but you know imagine you start putting you know sort of um volume of trades as well you know like they had in their little mock-up of how the nasdaq would look I think there's still a lot of people who would look at some of those tools and be like, oh, I'm just still going to buy a hundred Salah anyway, you know, I don't know if you see what I mean. Uh, so it will, I think by making it, by, by introducing that potentially, it maybe um, uh, enables itself to be more attractive to a, to, a, to a wider range of users, not just, you know, football savvy or football mad people, but maybe people who have an idea of how the stock market works and can look at, you know, you know look at you know indicators to be able to suggest you know where which way the tide is turning and you know maybe people might want to own you know decimal decimal shares but i do feel to answer your main question if this is going to be the last share split i mean it took three years or it's taken three years or thereabouts for the next share split to be introduced right um and i just think they should just leave it as it is and just allow the market to grow organically you know in terms of how much more of the market share in the UK betting industry, have they still got left to attract, you know, at 200,000 plus registered users? I still, I don't know. I feel like we're kind of getting to the point where maybe we've already reached, I don't know, maybe I'm underselling the potential of the index, but, you know, we've had TalkSport radio ads now, we've had Sky ads, we've had the Tube ads, you know. I feel like as many people should that would know about Football Index know about it now. So whoever's left to join is probably someone who already knows about it but still not sure whether it's conversion isn't it it's conversion how how do you how do you how do you really really sell it to people now because i think we've done the bit where people are aware of the brand right you've got motson you've got gillen balagate so many people have seen it floating about even if they're not on it jay how many people have you told about it oh yeah i mean i got my brother in it so so it's the same thing right the the conversion it's it's not about them putting it out to more people i mean it always is about that but i think that conversion factor is going to be um bigger for football index in the in the months and years to come really that's why i don't think there's going to be another i don't think there's necessarily going to be another share split because once they've made it once they've put it out to a point where you know the 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 fences you know the the, on the fence people are now like oh this looks like something i can get involved in you know, the market is then, in my mind, just going to grow organically. And I don't think you're going to come back and you're going to get a significant significant number of people come in three years and say, geez, Neymar is really expensive. You know, I don't know if you see what I mean. I think at that point, you know, the market would be saturated or as close to saturated as possible. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen in terms of what else is going to be introduced in the three years. You know, the three-year hold as well is going to come into effect. So players might, you know eventually drop off a cliff and become more valuable again i you know with the way the three-year hold will work and the way player prices increase i just have a feeling like it's going to get to a point where it's a self-sustaining bubble um where i don't think there will have to be any significantly new um sort of changes in terms of like a share split level change anymore so i do feel it's going to be the last one um, Hmm. in my opinion anyway Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we did have one question about the share split, which was from Football Index Trader or FI Money Eleven. If you were a new trader joining in January, where would you recommend putting your money, That's given the think, goals and assists and share split news? Ultimately, depends on how much money you've got to play with. Um, I think it's always dependent on that. If you're gonna, 
if you want to start with something with you know 500 risk free um and you, you know you're still trying to figure out how the market is then ultimately it makes sense for you to get involved in the or, or, or look towards goals and assists in my mind anyway i was looking you know i've got recently got paid um on tuesday from the from the gna dividends and I, I wouldn't say i sort of did a significant sort of amount of trades over the weekend but i was impressed with how much i made i probably lost the same amount due to commission in in some cases especially players who i got in at late and ended up selling when a lot of people had sold but it's nice to be able to see those dividends come through um as sort of actual you know so there is value in it and you know to some degree it's an additional slant to sort of performance bars which you know you're not going to likely win you know you could have a defender who scores two goals who's a 50p player and they eventually end up conceding three he gets a red card concedes a penalty and eventually obviously doesn't end up winning performance bars for defenders you know so 12p gone but at 50p he's already won um you know 6p in goals because he scored two goals and it doesn't matter if it's a single day a double day a treble day the 6p is 6p it's consistent it's consistent so when you look at it that way it eventually like i mean as my strategy if a defender who is like under a pound scores automatically i'm in for 300 i don't even care also also his um his spread also needs to be reasonable you know i've seen some defenders who have got four spreads and the 60p i'm like what the hell but if it's like a player that's got a one piece spread, like recently Bruno Alves scored a goal last weekend, and I, I remember buying seven hundred of them. I just went, yeah, no, no, I'm, I know it's, 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 I mean, pet, you know, yeah, you know, I, they say a leopard never changes its spots. I don't think I'm ever going to change, mate. Um, but you know, eventually I was able. You need to help. Buy you need help. I think I sold half to the market as he eventually rose up. So I already made some money in the capital appreciation, and then the the amount of futures I eventually held later on, I got paid. You know you know the gold dividends for that so if you're definitely trading on the lower end of the market i think you want to consider the goals and assist dividends the problem you've got however is if you're new to the index you need to do maybe a, a, a fair bit of research to be able to understand exactly what you're you know the last thing you want to do is buy a player who has scored a goal five minutes ago or that scored his hat-trick five minutes ago and it's 30p up and then you think you've got a hold in for 30 days and before you know it it's midnight and you're already losing 25 pounds on him. Like, okay, well, I get 3p dividends, but you've lost 25 quid. So you still need to do a bit of research on the goals and assist side, which is why maybe a few people might think the um, the share split might be a useful option. So I think for me, if you've got time and you've not got sort of a significant amount of funds, I think spend some time to understand the, the GNA mechanic and the performance buzz. However, if you're looking at it as a case of, you know, I've, I've got a fair amount of, you know, some money I just need to put in, I don't want to worry about it, I don't need to be looking at it all the time, then I think it makes sense to go for the share split because you know automatically anyway, these players are going to rise, I think, closer to the time that it's going to be introduced. So it's a safe as houses, I guess, as much as you can call it in football index investment. Um, yeah, but I mean, uh, to play devil's advocate, we did speak just now again, uh, or just now about how it could be, the dividends could be split by different ratios. And from that perspective, if that does happen, for to favour one or the other, um, if it favoured goals and assists, if it favoured the original dividends, then... Um, 
then yeah, I, I don't know. It, it could be different. But I, I think I think if we're under the presumption it happens like it did last time, then yeah, you're right. Like those investments could be safe just because psychologically people think that those higher plays are gonna rise, rightly or wrongly. I think just stick it all in Neymar, to be honest. Neymar <laughs> is one player that seems to be immune to the index. Like we've seen a lot of people do, which is um, a lot of people think is, is kind of crazy and a lot of people think it's a good idea. So uh, we'll see how that works out for everyone, really. Um, but we'll move on to the next question now. And uh, this one's from Daily, our old friend. If you were to take charge of Football Index, what is the one thing that you would do to help the platform fulfill its you know, potential? The, the crazy thing about this is I, I was having to think about it. And, you know, ultimately, I've never really worked in the digital space, so I'm not, I wouldn't say that sort of you know, tech savvy with regards to what analytical tools you've got, et cetera, et cetera. But I do think the one thing, the one thing that I think will really improve the index, it's just the the, the, the interface, the relationship management, I think, between between the, the, the index customer service team or the, the index itself and users. I just think at the moment, there's just a lot of teething issues that, you know, just simple things that just need to be implemented um, to be able to in, in improve the engagement between the customers and the platform um, to build up the confidence. Because every now and again, there's certain things that happen on the index, which sometimes makes me feel like, you know, are these guys, are these guys taking the piss, you know, could, do they not realize that, you know, we've put a fair amount of our money in this and, you know, could they be, you know, be, be better with, with the way they, they interact? I think, I think if that if I was to take charge of the index, I think that's one area, and, and I mean I know it's not maybe the the the, the answer people would want in terms of the analytics, but I think that is such a big part of it, just improving the the, the customer service, um, the the way they respond to things, the 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 speed at which they they bring out tools, the 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 mode, the, the way they communicate changes or, or or new things better. I mean. What they did last time with the last announcement where they, you know, suspended trading and said, you know, we're going to give you, we're going to give you time to understand what good. this means. I think it made perfect sense. And I think it's, it's more, it's more of that understanding, you know, what, you know, they've got changes they want to make and yes, you know, they need to make money and it's great and it's fantastic. And, you know, we are still a business, but you also need to think like a customer and understand like you know what's the impact of this news what's the impact of this change you know should i be winking when someone's saying you know goalkeeper divs are about to be announced you know etc etc <laughs> and i think they just need to work on that a, a fair bit more and then on the second hand i think it's just a bit more with the with the platform you know and i know they're about to do that just more tools to be able to help um decision making with the analytics you know understanding that they, they you know they should the dividends need to be um, issued, you know, in line with the number of futures you own. Goal and assist dividend should not be miscalculated. There should be a way to be able to just, they'll save themselves a lot of hassle in the long run if they get the basics right. And I think that's what they have to do now. They've got a platform that works. They've got, uh, you know, a system that works. And I think what they just need to do is just really fine tune it and just iron out the kinks and ensure that the consumer engagement's better. So nothing drastic, but equally as important in my mind, um, because I've I've heard of people leaving the index, you know, just because they got shafted on something based on information that wasn't really clear to them or something that was rumored and they didn't, you know, quash or whatever. And I just think they need to fix that. Ultimately, the traders also need to have some sort of discretion and common sense not to take everything at face value. But I think they still have a responsibility on themselves as a company. I agree. To- 
and and that only gets more important the more money that's in the market right the more money that's in the market the more users that's in the market you know because if you get a millionaire put a fair amount of money in there and you know automatically gets sort of feels mugged off you know he, he starts a chain reaction and then all of people are like oh my god it's the end and people start withdrawing and you wake up and the index is down 600 points and you're like, <laughs> oh it's the end it's going to zero i mean that's happened a lot of times and it's it, it's it's it ne- it's never it's never really but i think if they can work on that then as long as they can always they can always sit back and hold their hands up and say well it wasn't because of what we did that you guys are reacting this way and people can be like yeah to be fair that was just me speculating then people will be less likely to blame blame them i don't know if you see what i mean so yeah that's what i would change or what i would work on you know if i was to be in charge Um, yeah i think in previous episodes we've talked about how they can even add disclaimers to stuff like um to uh you know even even stuff like a um like a trader meet where they have kieran or mike and and adam answer questions they can add a disclaimer there either during the show or um during the facebook live stream saying like anything discussed here doesn't influence our decision making or anything discussed um speculatively doesn't mean it will happen along those lines um you know adding to, to player articles for example that people write on their site saying this is not an endorsement or a or a um What's the what's the opposite of endorsement? Uh, Bloody hell! English me has too. failed I'm me. Not from England anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the opposite of endorsement is, if you have that word along with endorsement, or yeah. that this is not doing those two things in those articles, it just makes everything feel a bit more professional. It feels it, it makes I don't know. It just because I know Football Index is a gambling platform, but at the same time, gamblers aren't the only people that we're trying to attract to this market. So I think that that's kind of important to do to make that make it seem more professional than than other gambling platforms but we will move on to the next question after that terrible minute or so of uh, me not knowing the english language uh, indictment i guess <laughs> indictment that's it there we go uh there we go good bit of uh, googling by jay while i was speaking uh <laughs> uh next question by great underscore finds or fi and yes, which is um, which is uh, a really clever one, isn't it? Uh, Fi finds that's a nice name. I like that. He says, "What are your thoughts on the new goals and assist dividends?" We've spoken about this a little bit, Jay, but why don't we go a bit more in depth? For me, I think I think it's I think it's really good. You know, there's issues with you know why do you have to sell a player as soon as you buy them? Uh, or, you know, for, after 30 days before you can, you know, Football Index needs to make money at the end of the day. So I get that. But I think the goal and assist dividends as well, what's great about it is that it, it really seems to work for a certain, you know, price bracket of players. You know, you know, if you had Neymar before and he's scoring goals, um, you know, enjoy the dividends from a PB point of view or from a media, bo- media buzz point of view, because... I don't think anyone's going to be instant selling Neymar every 30 days. It doesn't make sense. Um, to be able to win 2P divs doesn't make sense. But for the sort of, you know, price bracket, in my mind, I'll say kind of like below the 150 price bracket, especially defenders that score, you know, it makes perfect sense um, to, to be able to, to introduce. I think the markets responded um, responded if, um, the same way. You know, if you go back to players who have scored in the last week and you were to look at their, you know, seven-day, you know, price plot, you know, it's a freaking yo-yo. You know, it's up and down and, and up again and down again. So 
I'm definitely here for it. It's the most amount of dividends per volume I think I've won um, compared to sort of performance bars, treble days, or because it's more, like you said, it's more fixed. It's more predictable. It's you score a goal, you get two p. You make an assist, you get a p. You know, one pen, penny. You, you're a defender, you score a goal, you get three. It's, it's, it's just so much simple. It's not. You could have a player who had a really great game. Like who was it again recently? This. Um, Oh shit! Who was it? It was Mertens. Was it? it was Mertens. Yeah. yeah. Scored. Was it a hat trick or was it two goals? I think the... he got two. Yeah, he got I think two he got goal. two at the UCL, didn't he? Yeah, UCL and did really well. Eventually, Neymar won it because it's Neymar, obviously. And you're just there pissed because you obviously bought six thousand name um, um, Mertens, and now you're not going to get anything for it. But again, from a goals and assists perspective, it doesn't matter because you know. And and Lubakio is a perfect example. No one knows who that guy is, and he's probably never going to score three goals again in another game because I looked at it he's only got five goals in the Bundesliga so he's pretty much his tally in one game against a really shit Bayern Munich defence but be- because of goals and assists it makes him more valuable because from a performance boys, buzz point of view he probably wouldn't I don't know if he won it that day he probably did I mean I would imagine he did but imagine someone else you know scored two goals and had a blinder like Messi you know, all of a sudden you've bought Lubakio and all you were hoping for was capital appreciation, really, because it's not winning any dividends. But goals and assists gives you that. And I think we just have to wait and see how it eventually goes on. But I really think, like, it's going to really, like, start to come on its own on game days. And, you know, you've still got your Europa League round of 32, round of 16s, which are already treble match days in themselves just because of the sheer number of, uh, of teams in the Europa League. And you can imagine you've got a player from, you know, Dynamo you know, Dynamo Zagreb or something that's like a 50p player who scores a hat-trick in the first leg or something and then wins performance bars and GNA. I mean, there's still a lot of players, I feel, that are below the one-pound bracket who will be talking about in six months and be like, I'm I'm so glad I got on him at that point and managed to exit at the right price. So, yeah, I'm here for it. Long may Yeah, I, I think I've uh, warmed to it a lot. Um, sorry, there's a ring in my ears. I don't know if it's the podcast or... No, it's just me. It's just me. Let's continue. It's definitely just me. Jet lag. Uh, (laughs) Next question from FPL Addict. Uh, What players do you target and when? This is very vague and and, and a wide question. Jay, he's really, uh, really asking a lot from you. When I I look at my my portfolio, sometimes I wonder if I've actually even got fucking strategy, to be honest. Um, But I think what I tend to do, um, I generally, and, and recently I've really focused on like, um, Europa League days and treble game days, so like the weekends. And what I tend to do is, and I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, recently, I bought um, uh, who was it? Was it Gavranovic or Petkovic? I can't remember. These, I think one of them plays for Dynamo Zagreb and another plays for Krasnodar or something like that. I so when I see all these random team, random guys in in Russian leagues rising, it's basically all yeah, you. Yeah, it might right? be me. Yeah, it might be me. Victor Klaassen was definitely me. Um, that's for sure. And I was able to kind of make a full fair chunk. Because I think with everything, yeah, one thing I've learned about the index, sometimes it's about trading how you think the market's going to trade. You know, with, with the goalkeeper dividends, I didn't really think it was going to be like that beneficial, but I knew that people were going to buy keepers. So I just bought a few, um, um, a few, but obviously I didn't buy, I bought after the announcement because I didn't think they were going to bring goalkeepers out anyway. But as soon as I found out, I bought a few keepers and I managed to make a fair bit of profit. I lost on a lot of them. Because obviously, 
the market realized much quicker than I thought they would about how less valuable. But anyway, but just before I digress, it's going back to the point that you want to think about how the market will react. And I think sometimes if you get in early and you, you know, you have, I usually go like a week in advance and look at the fixtures over the coming weeks. And I just, you know, based on my knowledge of the team, standings, positions, players, I have a rough idea who, who's got a relatively easy fixture. And what I do is that as long as they've got like a low spread and I tend to only target like players like under the one pound um, sort of range, especially for these kind of buys. Um, and I just buy like 200 or so. And sometimes you find out that even before the game days, they rise and then you can sell then and whatever, whatever. So those one pound players are usually like flips on a week by week basis. And like I said, with goals and assists, the nature of how it's come out really kind of works for me anyway, in terms of my strategy. And then the other focus, sorry, I was just going to say is transfer rumors as well. So players who I've kind of had, and I think, you know, might be linked to a big club. What I generally tend to do is just start to build up on them sort of relatively quickly, um, you know, over time. Some work out, some don't, but the ones that do generally tend to um, do well. So for my example, I've got at the moment, my flagship player at the moment, Nadim Amiri, he, he's looking, looking, looking good, 17 million euro release clause, and you just know, never know where it's going to go. He might rise, he might fall, but at the moment, I'm going to hold on to him and see what happens. So it's a bit of everything, really. Um, the the but I wouldn't say I've got a sort of particular mm-hmm. strategy. And, and just before we move on, just before I next, ask the next question, you mentioned trading due to a player spread. What what do you think for Belindex? Should they should they decrease the spreads all round, or should they just make them more consistent? Because I've seen a lot of people say the same thing, Jay, that they're put off buying certain players because of the spread. Surely that's harming Football Index's business to some extent. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a few people who have already contacted the customer service already about about looking into certain players. And I think they just need to do a, a wide review of some of this. I can get like, okay, the IPOs, yeah, you put you put those guys up very early. You say you want to protect customer portfolios. Fair enough. But ultimately, after a period of time, once the players have set price, then normalize it back to what it is. You know, there's some players who it doesn't make, just makes no sense. I saw a 10p spread on a player that was less than pound fifty the other day. I posted somewhere why the hell would I want to buy him even for goals and assists if I instant sell him he's got a score he's got, he's got a score at least four goals or five for me to be able to make profit by instance by you know instance selling a 10p spread plus 2p commission or 2% commission so yeah I definitely agree with the market I think there's a lot of people who are in that place so football and actually look at that and start to sort of adjust the spreads accordingly yeah and their their argument would be well we're going to do away with all that because of um because of order books but in the meantime something still needs to be done right and I think the way they should do it they should not have an algorithm but they should just be like okay well if this percentage of sales come through or a buy has come through on a player then we can reduce the spread because there's clearly a lot of demand for them especially when it comes to injuries right because if a player like um, I'm trying to think of someone recently who had an injury I think Hazard had a little knock um, missed a couple games and his spread is ridiculous compared to the other top guys which reduces the demand for that player because of the spread but if a lot of buys go through on him like we saw last night with the share split announcement he rose like 30p or whatever then should his spread be that big? Because there is clearly demand for him, right? I agree with that. I fully agree. I think you're right. Yeah, it should it should be on a demand because you're right. I remember there was a time when Alexis, they made a mistake on this. Alexis, I remember it was like four pounds something. And for, for a short period of time, his spread was 1p. 
I would never forget. And I just remember that I was like buying loads and like I just realized that I just instant sold a lot. So maybe not one piece spread for those kind of players, but you're right. I think if the demand for a player rises, then his spread should be less because obviously a lot of people want that player at that moment in time. And I don't know if they've got an automated process for doing this or if it's just manual, but they need to fix it. They, they need to look into it and I think for like I said with IPO players fair enough putting the spread on them when they first come in but at some point after the IPO you just you need to put them back you know to normal in my mind and I think that would encourage more buyers as well of certain players especially for GNA I definitely agree I definitely agree next question from FPO Addict do you concentrate on fixtures FI trader sentiment and had and the goals and assists oh, I don't really understand that last bit I think I think I think it's basically saying do I also yes yes and I think you've mentioned a lot of these things but just run them over a little bit again yeah concentrate on fixtures a week before um as a um sort of yeah a week before try to look at what easy fixtures are there look at the players that I can buy would make sense and I've already said yeah sometimes I do trade based on how I feel the market's going to trade sometimes it might not make sense to me but I'm like okay well this guy's going to rise so you know what I'm going to buy a 17 year old Liverpool strike anyway and just try to make a bit of profit from him that also falls into 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 my strategy and the GNA as well. I think it's going to be a big part of my sort of short term tra- trading strategy going on. Considering I'm always on the index, it's not an issue for me. If I was maybe going to be going away on holiday or traveling to Australia for six months or something like that, I might revisit my portfolio and change it, you know, slightly different. But I'm happy to do it as it is for now. Mm. Uh, last question for him: What percentage rise do you aim for? If it's not in long-term holds, I'm assuming that's the question. So in these short-term flips that you've mentioned, Jay, do you do you have a percentage aim? Not particularly, no. I think it just depends on how, you know, like look back here, for example, I didn't buy him and think I was going to sell at 150, but I do sell at a price I think I'm comfortable with. So sometimes, say for example, there's players that may score goals and I know I'm going to win dividends from them, but the capital appreciation they've just undergone is so manic that it just makes sense to exit my position there and not worry too much about the dividends I would have got from him because sometimes I have chased tried to chase dividends in the past and player prices just dropped to a point where it didn't even make sense in the first place so I think again I just play it by ear but I think whatever one you go for you know sometimes it should be a realistic um, exit position you know don't automatically expect 100% ROI on every player but if you've made a fair amount you know take that and I'm generally happy not to exit at the very top sometimes um, but still exit at a point that, that makes sense because sometimes you get to the top and it then becomes more difficult to queue sell and what i try to do a lot of the time is not to instant sell you know obviously unless they're really cheap players but i try to sell it to the market so as not to disrupt too much of what's going on um and i tend to find that if you do it kind of between sort of the 80 percent and 100 percent mark in terms of price rise you generally tend to exit at a relatively decent position but then again i say that i know i get it wrong a lot of the time i sold maxwell corne on wednesday um, whatever his price was and look at him it's almost two quid and I'm just here like why so you can't always get it right because the market sometimes responds differently but just be happy with where you exit at and don't then try and chase it again sometimes by going back on a player if it's gone up 20p when you feel you should have and then yeah just be happy with your exit strategy and once you exit wait for a for a opportune time to buy them again I generally tend to hold one future and use that to monitor the price 
and then when they, when they make sense, I go back in again for another few. My portfolio is littered with players that I have one feature of. I just wish that watch list function was uh, fixed a little bit because it does make it a massive clutter. I, I don't really know what's going on in the port. Um, next from Footy Index now. Thoughts on managers being added to the index in some capacity. Media buzz perhaps in some shape or form? Question mark. I think a lot of people, I think a lot of us really are, you know, there's a sentiment of this, you know, manager buzz, but I don't really know if it's going to do much. There's only going to be like four or five managers that's going to be like really in there in my mind. And other than that, you're just going to then saturate the index with a lot of shit managers that I've never really heard of. So I personally don't see them doing it. Um, But if they did it, just know I'm going to be holding Mourinho 100% and probably some Guardiola um, and a lot of Klopp. Um, But other than that, I don't know. Um, exactly. I, th- I think it, it would be very top heavy, wouldn't it? Yeah, I do think so. I, 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 don't see, I don't see me enjoying it as much as I do with this anyway. All they do is going to talk and criticise a player anyway. They're not going to, you know, what, what are you going to get manager dividends for other than media? You're not going to introduce performance, you know. Oh, I think one five games in a row. No, 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 no. Like I don't know. I think, I think we should leave it. Uh, this, is, this is also an interesting point I've, I thought of. If it was only UK-based media, then those managers that speak fluent English have a massive um, advantage don't they i think it will benefit some people I, you know i'm sure a few of us will be able to if it was to ever come out know the managers to buy and we'll make some money off it eventually but it's it's so like you said so top heavy and there's not enough meat in there for me to be able to think it's going to become a thing so those are my thoughts on it personally anyway adam have a totally different idea you just never know what you might bring out but i yeah, it's also it's also that thing about multiple indexes. What what's your thoughts about that, Jay? Because I think when they came out with a share split announcement, they also talked about this new platform being able to support multiple indexes. What what are your I thoughts? Know. I think we'll have to wait and see how it looks like. But if it's gonna if it's just if it's an opportunity, obviously to make more money, then I'm gonna do my research. You know, doubt about it. But again, even if it's like, in a sport that you don't like, if it's golf, I'm getting McElroy, you know, I'll get, I'll, I'll, I'll be in for a thousand <laughs> of him. I'll be in for the tennis guys, the, all of them. You know, I mean, if they made a porn star in there, tell you. <laughs> anyway, that's not, that's besides the point. Um, yeah, multiple indexes, I don't know, maybe it might work, but again, it will have to be when it comes out. I don't necessarily think I would enjoy having to flitter through more than one. But again, like you said, for the purposes of making more money, I'll, I'll learn cricket, I'll learn golf, I'll learn everything. <laughs> it ultimately depends on what my appetite is for and what other people appetite Because not everyone in the UK is a football fan. You know, some people like yeah. to watch cricket. And I've been trying to understand it as well, so it would be a good opportunity. Uh, and what are your thoughts on a lot of people talking about how money would come out of Football Index and go into these other indexes? And I've, I've talked about a lot of barriers that the football index could place and a lot of people said oh well you know you can do this and this and there's always loopholes and people would take money out etc what are your thoughts yeah that'd be my worry isn't it because you might people might be able to take out money will be able to take out money from the index and i don't see how they can stop people from doing that but what you'd like to hope the ideal sort of you know situation cloud nine is people just add additional cash into those other indexes and manage it well i mean they could limit deposits at the beginning of it they could um limit people who have taken money out of because assuming that the withdrawals into your bank account and the deposits would still be bet index right they could limit the the, the amount of money that people could put put in if they'd withdrawn from bet index from the last 30 days or something like that there's a lot of clever functions that they could add or barriers they could add that could make it harder 
they're, they're going to add friction to putting money into these under indexes. Again, it's going to be impossible to stop people taking advantage of certain loopholes, and we know what they are. However, they could they could very much limit it to such a percentage where people say, oh, is it really worth it, etc." Um, and, and there are, you know, uh, AM and KYC stuff that that football index do that could help them um limit the amount of money but yeah i think i think it could be a good idea in the long term i just think that they need to be obviously cautious of what we what we've just talked about then now about money leaving the football index because this is their flagship product right um but but yeah i think it's it's going to be good long term it'll be interesting to see but i think i think it's again like like we've all said ultimately depends on how well they you know they implement this you know don't don't end up running before you can walk and don't bring too much out too soon and let them up i think we've not had a situation just yet where we've just had the market just normalize yet and just grow organically we've had a lot of chops and changes in 2018 and we'll probably still have the same in 2019 but we do want to get to a point where i feel like we'll just have the index in its in the form it is at that time just being in use for a period of time just for everyone to just kind of get used to it and not have to make major changes based on a new announcement um in my mind it's the first thing we want to do but yeah if he eventually comes out as long as they do it right then yeah there could be value in it mm-hmm. interesting interesting uh next question from for tndex now can players be flipped when buying just after a great pb score example buy at eleven fifty eight and sell an hour before kickoff of the next game if so what price point would you advise and what type of player so i'm presuming he's asking you kind of what percentage decrease would you want after a great pb sport or would you just buy them straight away yeah i think that's a that's an interesting one at first i thought it was 11 pound 58 and i was like why would you want to do that and buy a player at that price but i've just realized it's the time um generally with with um with pb i think i don't tend to find out games before 2 p.m if you have a, a team or a player that's had a massive, a really a blinder. Because I remember there was one, was it Ben Yedda for Sevilla the, a while back that ended up scoring four goals or something um, in an early kickoff game. And I mean, he rose significantly. Um, and, and at some point, you you have to then consider that, you know, especially if it's a single day, for example, it doesn't make, I personally don't think it makes sense in a single day. But if it was like a single day and you're only going to win, what, 4p plus 2p, um, if he was a star player and he's risen so much, you know, again, you just have to consider that I'm actually 60p up on this guy. Let me just sell him now and just flip him at that price. Um, especially for players who you don't expect to be able to, you know, deliver PB returns on a regular basis. So I think it depends in de- it depends uh, on that point. I would only be flipping, again, like I said, the, the, the low, low price strikers that play for, you know, mid-table teams in, in those leagues who just have a blinder or play a team that's even shitter than them and end up having a good score. Those, th- those, that's where I would look to flip. But obviously, it gets to a point where you're in the Lewandowski, Memphis Depay, Nabil Fakir, Lorenzo Insigne price points, where you know that they're likely to win, you know, PB more than once in a season, and they're likely to eventually trend up over the course of the season, other than down. All things being equal, and in that case, I wouldn't necessarily flip those. I would hold them for PB. So yeah, the price point is important, and I think it's again those players that are cheap and have a chance of all. Especially if it's before a 2 p.m. game, because that pretty much you've seen what's happened and you can still buy and win performance plus dividends. And you know a lot of people will also buy for that. So, yeah, um, it depends, I think. But I think those would be my markers in terms of the prayer prices um, and also 
how likely are they to win PB again? And if not, yeah, I think it's definitely look at the sentiment, look at the hype, look at their fixtures in the future where they could, if they have another good game and they're on form, then you know the the, the price limits of some of these players they've they've hit ceilings and or broken through ceilings that we definitely thought were there. But um, next question from him: Can money be made on goalkeepers? I personally think the market is settled price wise. Any strategies that come to mind? My own strategy is very very difficult. You know, other than the likes of Edison, Allison, and um, you maybe Juve goalkeepers, um, Chesney. You know, I just feel there's some some keepers that have a better chance of keeping a clean sheet. Um, the problem with keepers, like I said, is Unlike goal, unlike defenders, goalkeeper, uh, defenders, midfielders, and strikers, you can't have multiple clean sheets. You can't have two clean sheets a game. The max you can make is three p. And once someone scores, that's it. It's gone. So it's very difficult to be able to see where value can be made. I think value is likely to be on, in my mind, anyway, capital appreciation from second keepers. So for example, I've got Czech for the Europa League, and he's already returned more in clean sheets than if I had owned Leno. Because obviously, it's more likely to keep clean sheets in the Europa League because Arsenal obviously completely different proposition, you know, based on the teams. And also, if Leno gets injured, for example, he then obviously becomes the next keeper in line and he might see a rise off of that. You know, the same with someone like Mignolet or whoever Chelsea's second goalkeeper is. You know, but again, that's obviously just you banking on the fact that the, the first goalkeeper gets injured. I wouldn't put too much store by clean sheet dividends for goalkeepers personally, because I think they're more likely, other than, like I said, the, the Edisons and your Addisons and your Chesneys of this world and your All Blacks, actually, um, as well mentioned, the Atletico Madrid goalkeeper. There's no, there's not in many situations other keepers that can make sense. The only way I can see them making clean sheet dividends is they play a game, for example, and the game is ended. You know, and you know that they kept the clean sheet, and that keeper is like under 50p. Snap him up because there's free money at that. You know, you see what I mean? So I did that last week with I can't remember who the keeper is now, but it was a nil nil. And I looked at the keepers on both sides one was like 86p, and one was like 40 something p. And they kept the clean sheet. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna buy 500. And I did. Fuck it. So yeah, again, it just depends. I wouldn't spend, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't look at any keeper really over 60p in my mind to buy beforehand for clean sheets you might as well just wait till the game's over and then buy after that because it's then guaranteed and your spread if you pick it up very early as well then you're likely to make a profit because guaranteed other people are going to be looking at them as well and if it's an opportunity to win 2p off a 60p player why not you know you buy 500 of that that's 10 pounds and if you get there early you could get the capital appreciation and still flip those keepers but not they're not going to be as valuable as obviously goal scoring defenders or strikers no 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 obviously not um caution really (laughs) tread with caution aka buy 500 goalkeepers Is, is that is that your is that your finishing statement yeah, on that much. one? I mean, what are you going to lose from a fifty key, p keeper whose self whose um, spread is forty nine? You're going to lose like, you know. So yeah, live a little, take a risk. Yeah, you make an excellent point, Jay. You make an excellent point. Live a little. <laughs> Next question: Golfing Granddad uh, always seems to have a question, but refuses to come on the podcast. Um, if you guys could peer pressure him into coming on that'd be good if you were to de-risk a portfolio what way would you go about it example methods could be take out a big chunk withdraw dividends as you win them withdraw 50 percent of player sales and carry on reinvesting the other 50 percent. what are your thoughts yeah i mean de-risking a portfolio i mean um i can i i have also now i can safely say i have now reached i've now fully de-risked my portfolio and the way oh, congratulations to do that and i think i have 
withdrawn my initial investment plus an additional seven grand recently. So yeah, wow, we're now effectively playing for free money. Really, what I do as a as a standard is all my dividends I withdraw. So on a daily basis, um, I withdraw my dividends. I, I started doing it since October last year, and I just thought, let me just see what it what it looks like. I think it makes sense that way because in a way, you kind of feel like you can you can use the proceeds of your dividends to be able to pay for you know Nando's here and there or cheeky G and T on a Friday night. And it, 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 for me anyway, it gives me that feeling that at least you know I'm, the index is returning value physical value other than you know what's on the portfolio other people have obviously held players from a very low price and have just watched the cap appreciate and that's probably a much more solid investment strategy because they've probably ended up making more money than me who bought them at one pound sold at three bought five sold at six bought seven sold at 650 bought 11 sold at 15 you know what i mean like yes i'm withdrawing the cash but i probably don't think i've made anywhere as much in terms of return on investment as other people but it's one that works for me it's a strategy where i know and it goes again with the same thing about exit prices it's a strategy for me where i know that i'm not going to make the maximum you know value that i could but you know what if it's 70 percent of that i'm happy with it and you know ultimately with all investments with the stock market and i'm not trying to you know be a harbinger of doom or anything but effectively you know that money is not real money until it until it's withdrawn at the end so so I think just everyone needs to work within what feels comfortable for them. And ultimately, you know, it goes it goes without saying, you know, don't invest more than you are willing to lose. Because again, you know, football index should be fun and you shouldn't start really looking at it at a point where, oh, I need to sit this 24 hours so I can make as much money as I can to pay off the debt or to be able to drop a deposit for a house or whatever. It should still be fun. But obviously it's fun. You also want to make money from it. So you need to know what your comfort zone is and trade within that. And if you feel you've got, too much or you're worried about what you've got in there then you've probably deposited too much and you should start to think about withdrawing and some some amount until you're comfortable enough that would be my 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 thoughts on it anyway but mm-hmm. that's my typical thing um uh, I think I think another way is is kind of capping your portfolio plus cash balance at one point and withdrawing anything over until you feel comfortable and then you might uh make another kind of flag in the ground or another goal um where you're like okay then this is the next point that i'm gonna cap it at or whatever that's sometimes i've done sometimes something i've done in the past and it's it's decent i know a few people do and actually i think i might look into doing that and just say you know what i've I've, i'm a you know say i'm a 50 grand now i'm gonna withdraw and then i'm gonna build up till i get to 50 grand and i think it probably yeah it probably is exciting that way because you're in many ways giving yourself another target to hit yeah i might do that actually thanks no cheers <laughs> no that. worries no I worries do. anytime here to here to try and teach yeah but i think it could just go so that every every investment you know everyone has an investment strategy that could work for them and there's no right or wrong way to do it just different ways and i think everyone works for you and I think yeah, you're right. I might try that one actually and see how it works. <laughs> uh, last question, Fi Charlie, do you still trade in the same way that you used to when you won Trader of the Month? I think clearly yeah. from the last hour of conversation, it probably is. Yeah. Think of the goals and assists, Davidens, that will be coming your way. If so, I think. I mean, to answer Charlie's question, I think maybe slightly 
differently because obviously I'm maybe less on the media buzz players and I think players are just players I would have traded on as well at the time um well, a lot of players who I just I was just doing it just to win 500 quid because I knew the downside was low players if I was to sell them so it's it's maybe slightly changed in terms of who I go for but it hasn't changed in terms of the volume of transactions I make so I still probably would do enough to be up there you know, in terms of the points, um, because I'll probably say 60% of my portfolio is in a lot of players who are like under two pounds, I would, I would say. Um, and I think for me, it's more of a comfort factor as well. I've got in that, you know, if anything was to ever go wrong, you know, touch wood, it wouldn't happen. And I don't think it will with all the news that's coming in. But, you know, again, from my comfort level, if I was to liquidate my portfolio at a moment's notice, it's easier to sell a thousand players where the spread is only like 2p than sell a thousand players at 11 pounds where the spread is like you know 98p or something so in terms of what i'll be able to withdraw i might be able to withdraw a fair amount or or, or, I'll, or I'll be able to worry less that those players wouldn't drop as much in price do you see what i mean because they're not owned by a majority of the market so but I will eventually, I think, with the share split, I think I do have to start looking at the top of the market again. But it doesn't, you know, it's in reality, though, this season, a lot of those top players have disappointed. You know, your Harry Kane's, Salah's not even doing that well. Hazard's been injured. You know, unless it's the international break, these guys, in my mind, I don't think, and I will have to look into football index edge and slack, might as well plug in, uh, in index gain, you know, to see what these guys have won compared to other players in the mid-range. Obviously, it's not always going to stay the same, but, you know, there is value in trading in the in the lower end. But at some point, I think I should go back to those top players because they're top for a reason. So, yeah. Yeah, no, um, uh, I think that wraps up the show there, um, Jay. We've been on for a while. Uh, where can people find out mo- more about you? Um, I don't, you know, the funny thing is my Twitter is not really like a football index Twitter. I tweet about all sorts of things. It's still my personal account, but you can find me on Twitter on um, um, handle. It's Jean-Pierre underscore four. I think I gave the reason why it's that name. It was someone, something that was given to me in uni. Um, and I'm actively every now and again on Twitter posting on the index or making comments here and there. Um, but yeah, you can find me on there. And if anyone needs um, any help, yeah, slide into my DMs in it and uh I should, be able to, I should be able to at least provide some advice. That was what I did when I first started. Um, used to slide into RC's DMs a lot. And yeah, was... I did the same when I started. Slid right into RC's DMs. <laughs> You've been sliding into more than that from what I've heard. But <laughs> let's, not, let's not do that just here. Um... <laughs> Definitely going to have to go on, on explicit again, I think, Jay, this uh, this episode think, for the second time in a row. There's not been any mention of hairy balls or anything like that. So. Well, I mean, you've just ruined it, haven't you? <laughs> I could, I could. It's quite funny, though, so uh, probably leave it in. But uh, yeah, thanks so much for coming on, Jay. Pleasure to have you on again. Uh... <laughs> no, no, thank you for having me. And I just want to say, you know, to everyone, you know, just echo everyone's sentiments. You have done a great job with this podcast and, you know, long may continue. I think you've helped a lot more people than you know. And, you know, whatever comes your way in terms of endorsements and, additional money you've earned it so don't if anyone complains about it tell them to do one uh, but yeah well, thank you very much mate I appreciate that a lot, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, and I appreciate any support um, that's that's come my way. And as Jay mentioned, uh, first uh, sponsor, final runner, was uh, in the last episode. Go check those guys out. And uh, yeah, if you guys uh, 
if you guys want to subscribe, as I mentioned earlier, please do so. And please leave a review. Even if you're not giving five stars, be honest. Give me uh, give me as many stars as you want, but please do leave a review. Really appreciate reading those. And uh, sometimes they do make my day when I you know wake up and I know I've got a, a terrible commute on the way and I read one of those reviews. I'm like, yeah, come on, let's, let's keep it going. Uh, but yeah, if you guys are on a commute, uh, whether it be on a plane on a uh, in a car on the tube whatever it is hopefully this brightens it a little bit and if you're not on a commute doing whatever you're doing please do have a lovely day thanks for listening